that can go a long way in a relationship and help prolong your relationship if you can get those down. Progression Podcast, where we will provide you nothing but great energy, pure authenticity, and progression in all aspects of life. What's yes, good? sir. Yes, sir. What's good, baby? Fourth podcast. We're supposed to drop them, but we have some technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how it goes. So, today's uh, topic, it, it's probably going to relate with... I want to say all of you guys, to be honest, or well, for all you people that have been in a relationship, um, we're going to be inputting our, our knowledge from what we've learned in the relationship world onto you guys. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Sounds going to be a little scary. Yeah, Dylan might get in trouble with this episode. I know. I got to watch myself. I got to be good. <laughs> but anyways, so uh, let's just start off by saying... Fifty percent of all relationships end in divorce. That's a scary number too. Fifty percent. <laughs> that's such a drastic number too. So basically, that means say you date two two women, you marry two at people at the same time. Yeah, you could date <laughs> two women. Polygamy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for all you polygamy, uh, all those people about polygamy. Oh, is that the term for that? Hit me up, yeah. <laughs> Hit you up. Hit huh? me up. No, I'm just kidding. I'm all about the, uh, what's the what's single? Ma- uh, you're looking at the wrong dude, bro. I forgot. It's like maligamy, I think. <laughs> maligamy, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, anyways. So, Dylan, what relationship advice, being a married man almost, put the ring on it, what, what relationship advice would you give uh, the watchers, the listeners back at home? What would you give them? It, it's such a tough question. You know, this is such a, um, I guess, a diverse demographic of people. You know, there's so many different people, different lines of business. Um, so I think really it's got a, all the relationship advice is going to be specific to the type of person that you are and what kind of work you do. Mm-hmm. Um especially whatever your goals be. Because if you're someone who is extremely goal-oriented, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be times where you put other things in front of that person. And you have to be able to communicate enough to where both of you guys are on the same page. So when that does occur, it's not necessarily as if she's not your first priority, but in this speci- specific you know, uh, day and time, this has to come first. Um, so for me specifically, I think that's the number one key. Um, and building a long-lasting relationship is this really having a good level of communication um, in regards to what the priorities are. So feeding off of what Dylan said about how communication is huge in a relationship, um, another thing that comes with that is understanding how your person likes to be loved. For example, there's five love languages out there. Words of affirmation, so basically complimenting a person like, oh, you're beautiful, oh, I love you, Oh, you're so sweet. Uh, Gifts, presents, um, that's obvious. Uh, Acts of service, like, for example, doing the dishes, taking out the trash, 
things that your partner probably doesn't want to do and you just do it for them and it makes them feel loved. Uh, quality time, that's pretty obvious. Like just being up, just hanging out around the house and just chilling with each other and them like being right by your side. Or, and the last one, physical touch, such as like holding your hands, hugging, kissing, anything affectionate really. So, and understanding your partner's love language is huge because you, that's how you make them feel loved. You could feel, you can have a different love language than them. And a lot of times a person has a love language and they show their partner the love language they think is the right way instead of understanding that maybe, maybe they're different and they, they like, for example, physical touch and you like acts of service. So you doing active service for them may not make them feel loved and that can go a long way in a relationship and help prolong your relationship if you can get those down. Yeah, so in like in in identifying what those person's love languages are, you know, whatever it is that, you know, they personally enjoy the most, it just makes it so much easier in navigating like a more like honestly just like a healthier relationship. Because once you can establish I hate to say expectations, but like really just expectations to what they're looking for and what they want to see day in, day out. Mm. Um, there's no question, like questioning what they're looking for. So when you're, when your girl's upset about something, you know, or your male, whatever, you know, whatever it be, it's a lot easier to identify what the problem is versus not having a clue because you're just doing what you think is the right yeah. idea, you know? So yeah. that's, I think that's so huge. If you can identify that within the person that it just makes it so much healthier, it's such a healthier relationship. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, just communicating and like laying it out there, like s- telling somebody what you like instead of letting them guess and making them guess can, like we've been saying, make the relationship very healthy. Or the opposite, it could be very unhealthy if you think, if you keep showing your partner the, the way you think they want to be loved and they don't really want to be loved that way and it can just <laughs> make things go downhill. So I got to ask you, what do you, how do you think this is going to be a little bit off subject, but like, do you think your spouse should be like your best friend? Are you that type of person? Cause I'm not like, I don't think that should like your spouse should always be like the one like in your right hand corner. Like, yeah, you should always talk to them and communicate. But like, I don't like expect her to like, you know, consistently, I don't even know how to, to word this, how I want to. Like literally the only thing I could really to say is like that BFF status. Like that to me is not realistic. I think that job is for someone else, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, to, to have the expectations to have, like if, if you're, you know, emotional mess that day or, you know, you had a bad day or whatever it be to expect that person to continuously be the person to convert those emotions to something stronger. If you think that that person's responsible for your emotions, like that's only going to lead to frustration for yourself, not even for her. You know, you're going to be the one getting frustrated. Yeah. Um, to, to be completely honest with you, I think she can be your best friend, but you also have to have like a, another best friend on top of her. I feel like, like me, for example, I love when my girl is my best friend cause I can tell her everything, but that's what's kind of like expected in like a relationship you're supposed to be able to tell your girl or your your dude everything you want but like i feel like that's how a best that's how best friends act you know like they tell each other everything 
So I feel like you have to have a best but friend that, on top of a best on top of that. But doesn't that go hand in hand with this solid communication though? Like if you're communicating properly within your relationship, that that shouldn't be the void of her being the best friend, right? Mm. Well, what what I think is like at the end of the day, if you can choose one person, it's obviously going to be that person. She's your like the, like she's yeah. obviously the best the best friend out of everybody, you know. That's how I look at it. And like I've been saying, like having a, another best friend to talk about this specific, like your relationship, like just to give you advice or like get something off your chest or go to the, go to them when you can't go to her about your guys' problems. Yeah. You know? I, I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this is gender specific. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just don't know, but like when you look at like girls and their friends and their relationships with their friends, like that's who they go to to vent about their relationship. Yeah. And if they didn't have that person to go vent to, that could overflow into the relationship itself and that can cause, you know, more of a toxic relationship. I agree with that. So I guess that's more of along the lines of what I was asking you than just like, Oh, like, of course I think you should be close with your chick or your dude or whatever it be. You know what I mean? Does that make sense though? Yeah. yeah. So basically just kind of have like an outlet for them to vent. And I feel like women, they like to vent more. Yeah. Especially like guys, I feel like they not, they not for sure, all women, yeah, not, not all, all women, women yeah, like, for sure, not all women, but guy, I, not all guys either, but a majority of the guys I know, they like they hold things in, and I feel like that could be unhealthy too, like yeah. just being holding things in. So just being able to have that outlet, I guess, is super important in any relationship besides your partner, you right? Know? Right. So maybe like a therapist would help, and people always hate on therapy, but to be honest, I feel like it therapy, does wonders. yeah, it does, it wonders. does wonders for sure. How about this? I got to ask you this then. How would you say, what is the proper way to communicate something if you're upset about a specific situation? Is that something that should be talked later on in the evening? Or do you think that's something that should be immediately addressed? Um, To be honest, I think once the emotions settle and once you're, you're not angry, pissed off, mad, sad, once you you give it, you've given yourself some space to think about the situation and have allowed your partner to give yourself or themselves the space and uh, understanding of what's going on, then you guys communicate. It could some people. What like, about like when you're in like the heat of a you know a situation argument or whatever it be? Does that have to be something that's communicated? You know, pre argument that like hey if like if we're disagreeing on something you know let's always give it a minute mm-hmm. because we don't want to take this conversation somewhere where it shouldn't be just be based off of emotion and state of mind all that kind of stuff 100 percent. so really that's something that has to be talked about prior to any sort of disagreement coming up yeah i just feel like you should uh, like being able to understand that if things get heated not taking things too far because that's when things that's when things go bad and you say something you don't mean or you do some stupid thing you didn't want to do you know and understanding in that situation when you're pissed off and leaving, I feel like it's like the best situation and just giving yourself space to properly communicate and let your partner know how, how you, how they made you feel is so huge because that's how you feel on the inside. And if, if you don't communicate with that, you're just going to hold it in and you're going to resent that person. And then, you're going to start acting different and then that's when things just start to peel apart. That's what I was about to just go to right now. Cause I think a lot of times when you're in that, um, you know, situation, whether it be like an argument or disagreement, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then say you take that time to cool down and you go back to communicate and, you know, obviously you're going to be honest with, 
you know, her or him about whatever it is mm. and to communicate that. I think a lot of times though, too, this can go one or the other ways. People will act like they feel or just communicate how they feel. Exactly. Like they, it's rarely do you show your intentions. Mm-hmm. So like when someone's mad, they're like, oh no, I'm fine. Yeah. Oh no, I'm fine. It's like, I know you're not fine. You yeah. know, let's, let's talk about it. Let's communicate. Let's work yeah. through it. But when someone says they're fine and then they act like they're pissed off and stuff like that, that to me is like just, that's, that'll ruin a relationship. So if you Fast. can't properly communicate Fast. how you that's feel. Childish. At the yeah. end of the day, it's childish. Yeah. That's what yeah. it's considered. Because that to me is huge. That's yeah. huge. Like I can't stand that. If you're pissed off and you want to act like you're pissed off, don't tell me you're fine. Yes, exactly. I understand it. Like you need time, cool down. We'll talk about it later. But don't tell me you're fine when you're rock- walking around. And you're like you're pissed off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's huge mm-hmm. to me. Hundred percent. Yeah, just being able to understand and like grow as a human, you have to be able to communicate well and be able to let your partner know that you're pissed in that moment and you need space and. There's going to be people that want to fix it in that moment. That's how I personally am. I like fixing it right then and there. But then there's other people that they actually need that space. And giving them, respecting their boundaries and things like that can really go a long way for any relationship and keep you guys healthy, really. Right. And also, and while we're on this topic, if, if there's a reoccurring problem and if it's not being addressed, you know, maybe it's one, two, three times, you know, that happens. If it doesn't get addressed properly and the problem continues to happen, that isn't the relationship's fault. That's not a disconnection between the mm-hmm. two of you. The only thing that's disconnected is you guys properly communicating around the problem. Yeah. If you can't, if, if there is a small imperfection in your relationship and you let that fail your relationship, that just that, shows. it just shows how you know poor of the communication was yeah, in that relationship. For sure. For sure. So if there's a recurring problem, make sure you actually address the situation. You know, don't butterfly it, like I said earlier, about, uh, oh, no, acting like you're mad, but you're actually, or acting like you're mad and telling you're fine. Like, that's the same thing. If you just butter a situation every time it occurs, it's going to reoccur again. 100%. So solve the problem, you know, try to figure out what's the best solution moving forward and Uh agree on something or disagree, you know, agree to disagree that whole thing. And what a lot of people need to understand is there's always going to be problems within a relationship, whether you think it's going to be like, whether getting into it you think it's going to be the perfect relationship or not there's always going to be problems people are always going to have their own problems and that's why there's always going to be problems nobody's perfect we've stated that tons of times nobody is perfect and you have to just understand when you get in a relationship you're committing yourself to that person and you're committing yourself and understanding that they may have insecurities they may have trust issues they may be may have anger issues things like that and once you understand that from somebody that's and you commit yourself to them that's you saying okay i can deal with these problems and when these problems come up in a relationship it's not time to run you know it's like time to like understand like babe i know i know you're upset i know you can't it's hard for you to control this but let's try to control it the best we can right 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 even to you know to speak on that specifically it's like um what I personally believe in is like, I'm not 
responsible for your happiness. Exactly. Like you have to be happy on your own on your own for the relationship to be happy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if if you're not happy, I guess I already probably said this a minute ago. You know, but if you're not happy, you can't always depend on the other person to make you happy. I guess this relates to the whole best friend thing. Yeah. And having that outlet to rejoice those emotions because I think you can look to friends like that if you're having yeah, a bad day. For sure. But if you continuously look at a relationship like that, if you're having a bad day continuously at work, and every time you go home to your spouse, you bring it with you. You bring it with you. But you, you can't expect that person to continuously day in, day out, be the one to put up with it. not necessarily put up with it, but like uh, to reverse those emotions and recreate your mood. Yeah. Like I don't think that's their responsibility. hundred um, percent. Yeah. That, that kind of leads me into what I wanted to talk about next is um, when you find a partner, you basically are coming together with that, with that person. So what I mean by this is, each person, like me, for example, let's say I find a girl. I have, I have my own interests, my own routines, uh, my own goals, my own dreams. And the partner, the girl I find, she has her own interests, all that stuff as well. And what a relationship, in my opinion, is supposed to be about is those two people come together and they share their, uh, their interests, their goals, and all that. And it they basically yeah they share it and so not necessarily like sharing the same interests but yeah sharing each other's goals so exactly. it's not a shared goal but it's understanding what one you know what one wants to do and what the other wants to do and when they have to do that thing or you have to do your thing um, it's understood respecting it it's understood respecting it and sometimes even like seeing that oh say I, i'm very passionate about something my girl sees that and she's like, "Oh, you're passionate about it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into it just to show you that I care about you and I respect you and I respect all the things you're doing." And you don't have to do that specifically, but I'm saying that that just shows like the respect and love you can have and share together. But you should never be that, that person should never be your world, for example, because as soon as they become your world, like you're basically losing all respect for yourself and you're making her your priority instead of putting yourself first kind of and like understanding what you need in this life as well to be happy. Not only that too, but even like when we started this, you said that 50% of relationships fail. Yeah. So if you exactly. continuously put your partner ahead of you, exactly, your level of accomplishment is going to be next to nothing when that relationship ends, if it 100%. does, you know, and hopefully it doesn't, don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. if that were to be the situation, you know, and that relationship ends and all you've done for the last two years is pour everything that you have into that person yeah, you're gonna and not focus for a second with what you wanted to do. Like you said, you're going to end up lost yeah. and not only lost, but you're going to feel depressed, anxiety yeah. and, uh, you know, a waste of two years. Yeah. But if you can continuously work at your goals, let her work or him work at his goals and keep moving forward. If the relationship were to end, there's no time lost. Exactly. And that, that's super huge. Yeah, it's very huge. I've actually been, a, I've had this happen to me multiple times in my life and I made that person my world. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, I was hurt. I was lost. And my my vision at the beginning of the relationship was not the same at all at the end. Like, my vision was so, like, I knew what I wanted. And at the end, I was like, I totally forgot what I yeah, wanted. Yeah, you're you know? doing in the first place. Yeah. And that just leads to, not, don't, make it, don't make them your world. And they're for sure, you can't, 
blame somebody else for your own emotions because at the end of the day it's your choice if you want to be with them or not say they annoy you say they piss you off in that that day or multiple days over and over and like you can't put up with it anymore at that point you you need to have a sit down with yourself like it's not his fault that he's annoying me that's who he is maybe he's not my person you know but i think that too like if if you're sitting there and you're getting an aggravated, you know, time and time again, if, you know, see, this is something I could talk about too. Not in my own specific thing, but I've heard of, you know, a good friend of my relationship kind of worked like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got this friend and, you know, within their relationship, uh, he works like 50 hours a week. Right. So he's always busy. He's always working 10, 12 hour days every day. And his chick, she doesn't work. And what would happen was, is he would come from, uh, home from work and he would want to relax. You know, when you're on your feet 10, 12 hours a day and then, uh, you're, when your spouse, when your spouse doesn't have a job and when you get home, she expects to go out, you know, go out and have a few drinks or go to dinner or something like that. And sometimes when you're working those long hours, like it takes a toll for on your you, body. Yeah. Not only just on your and body, your mind, but like bro. you got to sit down, you got to relax. It's like, you don't want to go moving right away. Like, no, you need to. And those are problems that. And they had big time because she was looking at the relationship like it's boring. And he was looking at the relationship like, damn, I all, 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 this I do, work yeah, all I'm doing is putting money on the table, you know, trying to support us. And then the second I want to get home and relax for a second, you're trying to go out. And it's like, that's me. I think I don't even want to bring this up in a relationship podcast right now. But like, that to me is why having a financial conversation is so important because if he's the one supporting the family, I think it is huge. Not it to not necessarily to not spend time with your chick. That's not what I'm saying, uh-huh. but to have set expectations yeah. of when that time's going to be done. And then when time to relax is going to be done, because if you don't specify when you're going to be going out with her, or, you know, whatever it is for that time together that she expects, uh-huh. which is obviously out of the house and not sitting on the couch. Um, if that were to be set in stone, there wouldn't be problems in that relationship, at least from my perspective, you know, a hundred percent. And that's why I think that's where a relationship's communication comes in in the tag and like i believe that a relationship when it comes to right like a situation like this should be 50 50 like so this guy he he works 50 hours right he comes home he's putting the food on the table and she wants to go out so he's, he's kind of he's super tired at that point so he can't really bring the 50 to the table you know and right now he's maybe bringing 30 so it's up to the girl to bring the rest of the 70 and that should be communicated. I'm not really saying that this is like how the norm should be, but like, I feel like it should be like if the man wants it like him, he's, he wants, he wants to provide for the family. That's what he wants to do. Like all this, all these social norms are like, to me are BS. Like a man shouldn't have to provide for the, the woman and a woman shouldn't have to get taken care of. It should be like, I've been saying 50, 50, but like I said, if the man, he wants to actually provide for a woman and take care of her, then he communicates that to the girl. And if the girl wants to be taken care of, she communicates that to the man. And once that communication happens, they're both satisfied at that point. But then expectations, like you've been saying, come up like, oh, I just worked 50, 50 hours a week. Like, you want to go out? Like, what the heck? Where's, like, yeah. do you not respect this relationship? And this girl that not, hasn't been working, it's like, oh, I want to go out. You're boring. Like, yeah. do you it, not understand me? Blah, blah, blah. It's got to be so relationship-specific. Like, every relationship you go into, 
it's probably going to be different. You know, it all, it's all, it all depends on what your line of work is. What's your free time. If, you know, if you got an easy eight to five job and you know, it's not difficult and she's working an eight to five job, there's no reasons that you can't match her expectations 100%, at that point. 100%. Cause you guys both have like the same, you know, kind of day, but if it's different, and like you said, you know, if she's if you're working fifty hours, she's not doing anything. She expects you to go out at night, and she's upset about that. I think that's on her, hundred percent. Because if she's to the point that she's calling you boring, like what does she want at that point? Like is like does she even want you? Like does she want to? Does right, she want right. a party animal? Like yeah, like, she should be questioning that, the relationship yeah. itself, not like, him being she, boring. Like at that point, I feel like she's she's like not even mature to be honest, right. because she's expecting this guy that's been working his ass off for her, yeah. like pro- trying to provide for her, and then she wants to go out and party. Like if if, and then on top of that, calls him boring. Yeah. And at that point, like don't be with him. Then like if if he can't satisfy what you want in that moment then stop wasting his time. Stop causing him stress. It's just, it's not fair. You know, from the outside looking in, I wonder if that was just, I wonder if that problem was never communicated. I wonder if he came home every day, she wanted to go out, and he didn't communicate that, you know, the hours he was working is really draining on him himself. Uh-huh. I wonder if he just said, you know, like, I don't feel like going out. I don't want to go out. I don't want to go out. Because that could portray it to look a little boring, you yeah, know? Yeah, 100%. So I, it's all communication based if you if you can't communicate how you're feeling or you know how you will feel the next week you know based off of what that job is because i mean there's a lot of people who do manual labor you know if you're working construction swinging a hammer eight hours a day yeah and your girl wants to go to a nightclub right after that like uh 100 that's why like you've been saying communication is really the key to everything and just being able to communicate hey babe i'm i'm very tired like after my 50 hour work week like I don't really have the energy to go out on a Friday night. Maybe we could do it on Saturday or Sunday when I when I have time and when I'm available. Yeah, and or if like if she's so unhappy with it, how about this? I'll get a new job working 40 hours a week. If I don't have a career right now, say I'm just working, you know, a basic job, $15, $16 an hour or something like that. You can get those all day. So if, if she's not happy with you working 50 hours a week, maybe change up your schedule and maybe she can get a job. Yeah. True. Pay the other portion of the bills. She's so unhappy and then you guys will have more time together. True. Same you know, thing can go be for, like said, 50, yeah, 50. yeah, it can go the opposite way too. A woman working fifty hours a week and a guy working ten hours a week, and the guy he wants a party and go out and do all these things with the woman. She's tired, so just being able to communicate what you want in a relationship is huge. And especially if you're not getting, if they're not meeting your needs, just having a sit down talk and having a healthy sit down talk and just communicating with them, hey babe, like. I didn't really like you when you did this. Like, could you do this for me, please? Like, it'll help me a lot in the relationship. It'll help me feel more loved, blah, 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 things like that. All right, so I got a question for you. You say that, you know, the relationships are 50-50, right? How about, you know, no gender specific, how about if one person is the, you know, the one who's established a a career already and he's, or she is the one, you know, delivering the money to the household, right? How do you think a healthy way to dictate that relationship? Is that something that should be communicated? You know, even going back to that, you know, last relationship we were talking about, is that something that should be communicated? Like, Hey, you know, I'll be the one going to work every day. I think it would be beneficial to our household if, you know, X, Y, and Z were to take place during the day 
to make it easier for me when I'm not, you know, at work. So it's less things that I have to take care of during the day. Therefore, we have more time together. Honestly, that would be, I feel like in a perfect world, though, these kind of things, they won't necessarily happen because I feel like everybody's always go, 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 you know, and like planning your day out like that every single day. Like that would be nice. Like that, like what you just explained would literally be what could keep any relationship going because when you go to work, you're stressing about things at home. And if you can communicate with your partner and you know they're going to get it done, that just builds such a strong relationship. Yeah, right, right. And that that should eliminate a lot of arguments. And a lot of stress too. And then you have time to grow as a couple. Yeah. So we spoke on like how we should communicate and set expectations in a relationship. So how do you feel like when you first get in a a relationship, kind of like the template of a relationship? Like I know a lot of people these days, like when they get in a relationship, they ask people on a date. Sometimes they hook up on the first night. Like they don't even know that person, you know, and they don't let their relationship like establish. Like they don't get to know the person before like they're experiencing intimacy. Yeah, exactly. See, I don't even know how I want to respond to this question. I don't think it is always going to be a horrible thing if that were to take place. Because what if it was this, you met this person wherever it be at the beach or something, and then you have an eight, ten hour day with them, then you go out drinking that evening and say it leads to something like that. Is that necessarily a bad thing? Because I don't think that could always make that other person, um, like, yes, you've fast-forwarded the bonding experience of the relationship, but it could be slowed back down the same way it was sped up. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to slow it down and, you know, really establish an actual bond between the two of you and not just an extreme fun, you know, day or whatnot that led to intimacy, I don't think that's necessarily always a bad thing. I think that if in a mature manner, because, I mean, if you look at that in an immature point of view, obviously, like, oh, no, like, you know, we we slept together on the first date or whatever Mm -hmm. it be. I think that all it's all situational based and it all depends on your own maturity. hundred percent. I, I agree. Um, I feel like everybody's different for sure in that aspect because like you said, you could always speed it back down. But when there's people that they get lost in the, lost <laughs> in the sauce, <laughs> they get lost in the sauce yeah. and they get lost in the sauce and then they start, things start to get boring between them because they went through the honeymoon stage so quick. They went through the friend let's, stage. Let's talk about that. I want to talk about that. How people, when they are developing a new relationship with a person, that honeymoon stage is vicious because that's why so many relationships end after that. You act like this, you're like some ultimate being, you know, you're an A plus, you know, in that relationship. So you're doing everything that she would expect or he would expect and then beyond. And the second that honeymoon stage is over, you're not going to be doing that shit. Yeah. So, and if you can, props to you. Because I know there's some people out there that can still bring that same energy every day, but that's rare. That is not realistic yeah, in a, a, not, everybody's not realistic life, you know? At all, yeah. I don't know. That's that's really something that has to be controlled in establishing a relationship. And in, in a new relationship, you, you have to be really careful in what you do. And I don't mean careful like, you, you know, the bomb's going to explode, nothing like that. But, like, don't do anything you know isn't true to yourself. Don't go overboard. It's 
totally cool to do, you know, show affection, like you said, you know, mm-hmm. if that person enjoys that. Yeah. But sure. you don't need to be doing, you know, the pedals up to the staircase of the bedroom yeah. every day and like, especially or, at the very or beginning, surprising her with a, you know, five course homemade dinner. 100%. It's like, you have to do reasonable things that you it's think you can you continuously do for the next 10 years. Yeah, you got to keep them on their toes. If you make it overboard, all you're doing is you're going to put expectations so high, so high to the one day you don't deliver. It's like, oh, yeah. all right, he doesn't like me anymore. Yeah. It's like, that's not and even the, the case. They get in the head and you're you just in that fighting. Yeah. And yeah, I, I completely agree because at the very beginning stages, you can't just, like Dylan said, do all those things and expect like you're gonna raise her expectations or his expectations so high and from personal experience i've learned that when you're like all sweet and all lovey and like giving it your all at the very beginning that just pushes them away anyways to be honest because girls guys we all want what we can't have right and like not if you don't keep them on their toes at times, then they're just gonna run anyways and find somebody that will. So when you're establishing, let's let's talk Jared specific. Jared specific. Yeah, Jared specific. <laughs> uh, when you're establishing a new relationship, what do you think is the right way to communicate? Say, let's say three months specific. Good day, bad day. How do you approach that? Are you approaching that the same way because you don't want her to lose interest, or are you willing to take that risk and not establish this honeymoon relationship? To be honest, I, I'm. If that happens, I'm going to communicate with them how I feel because I, I want to be able to be myself and I want to let her know how it's going to be if this actually becomes right. a thing, you know? So basically going back to communication, just letting them know like, oh, what you did, that kind of upset me. And I felt like we're like bonding more and becoming closer and we might take this a step further and... But you're not afraid of that taking a step back by you being honest about it when they're still in that, you know, honeymoon stage per se, because they're thinking, you know, dandelions and butterflies. And then you're like, you know, like, I don't really like that. Um, I feel like you can. How do, how do you handle that? I feel like just communicating with them, like I've been saying that this bugged me. And if it affects the honeymoon stage, then I feel it is, like. Then it's not meant to be, right? Yeah, it's not meant to okay. be. Or so you, we're on or the same you, page. Yeah, right? or you should be able to just jump, like, after you communicate, just jump right back into the honeymoon stage. Right, right, for right, sure. right, right, right. And then just establish things from that. All right, Dylan, so I have a question for you. Um, okay. So how do you find time with your partner when you, let's just say you have a kid or a couple kids, a family. How do you find time with that partner around taking care of your kid and helping them grow up into the person you want to see them become. So are you, are you asking more like child specific or no, what like, are you asking me? Are you talking about how I spend time with her or how can you, how can you spend time with her, her specific? Okay. Yeah. When you have a kid. Yeah. I mean, I've and got a, such a, a huge responsibility. Yeah, I got a jam packed day every day so I can completely answer that question. Um, I'll just start with explaining to you how my day consists um, I work nights, she works days. Uh, so I'll have the kid during the day. We, you know, switch out. Uh, I work the evening. She has a kid during, uh, the evening. And then when I get home that two to three hours together, that's our time spent together. Um, you know, there's sometimes where I have to do stuff, you know, for you know, my side work and all that kind of stuff. And you'll have to set the tone of what the expectations are, the, your own specific goals. So there's some nights where, you know, I don't sit down on the couch and watch TV with her or, you know, we don't do this or do that. It's like, I got to get this done. Yeah. You know, and that's really just having that communication and having set expectations on what 
you're trying to accomplish and not only just for yourself, but in, you know, my specific uh, situation, but for our family, you know, uh-huh. like I'm trying to take us to a specific spot and for me to do that, it'll take immense amount of work yeah. and she's aware of that. I'm aware that. of that. That's and that's how we move forward. Yeah. So we may not get near as much time together as a, you know, a typical couple, mm-hmm. but I don't think we also have typical goals. So in trying to say that you should send 10 hours a week or whatever it be, that can be done because we have two days off. Okay. So that's, you know, we'll spend quite a bit of time together, but the rest of the week, man, we're grinding, we're working, you know, we're, we're really pushing See the what we're trying to get to. Yeah. That vision, yeah. Trying to accomplish it. Yeah, yeah. So let's say that you're going to hang out with your partner, right? Your, your significant other. And you've been looking forward to this day forever, not forever, for like the whole week. Mm-hmm. And you get there, you haven't seen her or him in longer than usual. So like four or five days, something yeah, like that. Four or five yeah. days longer than. So you're not living together, nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, nothing so like that. So this is a new relationship. Yeah, okay. a new relationship. And then you guys get together, and like you can tell something's off. They're in a bad mood. Like what? What do you do at that point? Like you just call it a day, and like all right, maybe next time, or try to make them happy. And say you try to make them happy, and you still can't make them happy. What One, do I don't do? suggest trying to make the other person happy. Yeah, that's true. I think you're not in control of their emotions. Yeah, that's I true. think. I think first you got to establish is she, you, you see that, you know, something's bothering her. So maybe she had a bad day or she's upset or something you did, whatever, whatever it be. If you ask her, you know, what's going on or, you know, another time, a better time, you know, for us to hang out and she tells you, Oh, it's okay. Oh, I'm fine. That's not your problem. You know, so if if she's going to act like that and then like, that's on her. I'd get in that car and bounce. Yeah. You know, but if she's... That's what you should do. But but sure. if she's like, you know, I just kind of had a rough day, you know, but, you know, I'm good. I, I want to spend Maybe time with back you. back rubs. Then, booty then rubs. You, just, you just take it how it is, you know what I mean? You can't expect yeah. every day to be great. It, but you got to understand the situation because if she's playing that I'm fine, but I'm not fine yeah. role, then it's not worth your time because the the, the night's not going to go cool. Yeah. But if she's like, you know, I just have a rough day yeah. and then... You're you just like, got to bring okay, a little bit extra that day. That. Yeah. I'm a human. I've got those same problems sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just kick it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And at that point, she's probably, you're going to bring a lot more energy than expected because you, I don't know, you could have a lot of feelings for that girl or even love her and you care about her. So you want to be able to be there for her when yeah. she's when she's down. And even when she is like, if she had a rough day, like a lot of people like my, I, I'm going to speak for myself specifically. Yeah. Like, I don't want somebody to try to cheer me up. Like if I'm experiencing like, you know, a bad day or whatever it is, like, I don't want you like, Oh, come on, come on. You're okay. You know what I mean? Like I'm not that kind of person. So I think you got to appreciate or reflect on who they are. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't know. Do you like that? Like if you're having a bad day, do you want someone like buttercup cheer you up kind of thing? Um, like, I think that's cool and all. Don't get me wrong. There's times that, like, I'm all about it. But, like, most of the time, like, if I'm, I'm having a bad day, like, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to be told, like, oh, just be happy. Let's go have fun. Like, yeah. I don't want it. I don't really want to talk about it, to be honest. I, I just want to I want to chill, get my mind, like. Right. I feel like I can change my mindset pretty well, though. And usually, like, if it's my girl and I'm not pissed at her, I feel like the girls I, I choose, they usually can change my mood around. And but but not by, like trying specifically yeah, to change by, your mood. Yeah. It's just by the presence yeah, of them, just, just of them showing and up. hanging out. Like yeah, hundred percent. You don't need yeah. to try to change somebody. Yeah, else's exactly. Mood. You don't you don't need to do you don't need to do this for me. Do that for me. 
You just need to just show up and be yourself and like I don't we'll want you to go out. overboard and go make me cupcakes kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I don't want that yeah. kind of relationship. Oh no, definitely not. But if you want to give me some fish food ice cream, yeah, you feel me. You oh my god, that fish me. food, bro. Get hey, out of here. It's not a sponsor or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> you gotta check out that fish food. <laughs> it's fire. <laughs> but anyways, let's uh let's um kind of talk about the last thing and like the last main thing that we haven't really talked about in a relationship. And that's mm-hmm. the sex life. Mm-hmm. sex life so i know like at the beginning stages i'm sure anybody in a relationship that's intimate at the beginning stages like the sex it could be great and then oh, yeah. Yeah. love it love it over 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 <laughs> over and over <laughs> you like if that, you're huh? lucky over, 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 over. <laughs> i was like ooh, i like my voice <laughs> <laughs> but anyways so how do you how could we help them cope with, not, I wouldn't say cope, but like later in the relationship when it, things aren't as smooth as, as they used to be, like you're not, they're, I guess they're not really fulfilling your sexual needs like they were once met. I don't know. I think that kind of just goes like hand in hand with that whole honeymoon stage thing, you know, because if, say if, if your levels of intimacy are like high in the beginning, I think that's, that's normal. Like, and the motions are, you know, moving all around, all over the place, up and down, up and down. That's kind of expected because intimacy is all built off of emotion, I think. Like, if you walk in the room like, hey, let's have sex, like, <laughs> that kind of sex is not going to be good. You know Surprise, what I mean? It'll, it'll be, you know, what it is. Yeah, but, gotta... like, uh, to have, I think, at least in my opinion, like, solid intimacy, it's all based off of emotion. So 100%. to you say set the, set the environment, set the yeah, mood, so, all that So stuff. bringing this back to what your original question was, to say that you lost you know, like your sexual expectations in the relationship. What were those expectations prior to the relationship? A hundred percent. In the honeymoon stage mm-hmm. and afterwards, because you can't just look at a specific spot of the relationship. Like I want it to be like that forever. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's realistic. Yeah. I don't. That's, that's very true. Um, I feel like now, you, now that you like made me think about expectations in the honeymoon stage, and like all those emotions and all those yeah, everything things, all those different. juices running. Yeah, all, everything like, will be different. At that point, you're doing like you're very attracted to each other at that point because yeah, you're something yeah. new and you're gonna experience a lot of intimacy. And that could set the expectations for later on, like, oh, why why isn't it like this how it was? You know? Yeah. And But that would just be at least in my perspective, not knowing what is going on in the early stages because scientifically if you look at a brain when they're in you know a a relationship in the beginning like the uh, uh, endorphins all that kind of stuff is flying like that stuff it's not just being in a new relationship that's making you like that like like there's actual chemicals being released that are making you feel greater so yeah you have to if you're unaware of what is actually going on you're you're gonna think that your expectations aren't being met Mm -hmm. but you can't let those expectations be the ones that are going to be moving on to, you know, your five year, 10 year relationship, because that's just not realistic. Yeah. I feel like you honestly have to communicate that too. Like I, I don't, you might come off a little like a weirdo, <laughs> you know, but, but like say your expectations for that aren't being met, you know, mm-hmm. like that, like that's what you're looking for in a relationship. Say like you really need intimacy a right. lot. So maybe finding somebody else that's, at that yeah. level of uh, like yeah like i'm ready to go baby <laughs> what to do baby <laughs> what to do baby round three round. no i get what you're saying <laughs> i get what you're saying 
and there's definitely people out there like that. Oh yeah, hundred there, percent. There's definitely out there, but um, but, I don't think they're everywhere. Yeah, but um, I feel like intimacy though is not the main thing. Obviously, love is. Yeah. It's love over lust any day of the week. You don't want somebody that just wants you just because you know the sex is good or anything like that. You want somebody to be able to love you for who you are, and then the sex or intimacy. <laughs> on top of that um but i feel like intimacy can really bring a relationship like say 10 years 20 years down the line same person for 20 years that intimacy is going to bring it to bring the relationship to life for sure it's going to keep i obviously it's not going to be the only thing that keeps the the motor of the relationship going but it has a huge role from what i've read and from what from people i've asked and yes i've asked older like older couples hey what, what grandpa keeps... how's your sex <laughs> life hey, hey grandpa joe <laughs> what's the, what's the oh, key that's <laughs> you funny. just gotta you just gotta keep her keep her going motorboat them <laughs> but yeah um i feel like intimacy I, is for sure a huge part of any relationship and it's special for sure yeah it, it is important it's very important i could agree with you on that i just think whatever that level of intimacy that's you have to respect the other person. hundred percent. So if, if you want to move at 110 and she's moving at like 65, 69. don't be pushing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 69. Don't be pushing 110 on her. If she, if you know she wants to move at 65 because uh-huh. that's only going to push her, her away. Yeah. So it like either you gotta be like, okay, so say she's not going to meet my intimacy expectations of 110 and you've real now realize that hers are 65. You got to be an adult. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you, go you to the bathroom, to. get them jergens get going, go to town. <laughs> 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 gotta make up for that fifty percent. No, that's not what I'm <laughs> saying. I'm playing, I'm playing. All right, so say if <laughs> that's funny, but say if you are at you know one ten, she's at sixty five. You gotta be adult about it. You know, you have to be like, all right. So either I'm now gonna be a sixty five er. You know, you can't you can't expect that other person to become something that they're not. So if you think you dropping down those 40 intimacy points, you know, per se is going to ruin that relationship. Then you're in the wrong relationship. You obviously love intimacy, like to a point to where, yeah, that's what that sounds like to me. What you're describing, you know, it seems as if like that person's a sex addict and you have to go find somebody that's running that 110 like you are. Yeah, exactly. Don't expect a 65 to become a 110. It's just not realistic. It's just going to drain the relationship. 100%. And then it's going to set unrealistic expectations for the other person to where, they might even un, you know feel uncomfortable doing it that you know excessive amount and that all leads back to um how your partner is not in control of your emotions you're in control of your emotions and you get to choose if you want to choose that partner for the rest of your life or not that's where love comes in and when times are rough love is an option you got to you got to choose if you want to ch- love that person forever or if you want to move on yeah, no, I I totally agree, man. Love is definitely a choice, and no relationship is ever going to be perfect. You gotta, you know, you have to accept that. If you want to have a long-lasting relationship, you have to be aware it is always going to be a decision and a choice to whether you want something to work or not. Not only for yourself, but you know, also for the other person, they have to make that decision as well. And if you guys can't be on the same page and, you know, realizing it's not always going to be perfect, but you know what, we're, we're sure as hell going to try to make the best of it, you know? Yeah, that's all that matters at at the end of the day is like Dylan said, no relationship is going to be perfect. And 
it's just choosing that person every single day, choosing their insecurities and just being able to love them for who they are is the key. That's it for today. We just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And if we made an impact on your life or if we helped you in any way, you can give this podcast a five-star rating and maybe a comment if you really love us. And uh, and also follow us on Instagram at Jared Emanuel. My boy over here at Dylan Miller, four R's. Our whole goal in starting this this podcast is try to grow our community as much as possible. And in doing so, the, the, the fastest way for us to do that is... Um, leaving those reviews because that helps us get charted and you know seen by more people Um, and we just want to establish a nice community you know be able to communicate together and you know really enjoy the experience of what we're talking about you know the guests that we're going to be bringing on so yeah guys all that being said make sure you like comment leave a review if you did enjoy today's episode